You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss about improvements that we would like to see from Bulls players and the team. And then Pat has an interesting question. Is Jerry Reinsdorf becoming Billy Hortz? We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm hey, oh, wait, and the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. A little bit too casual there. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Uh, how you doing, Pat? Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, we're in the same spots that we were uh, 16 hours ago. And... Uh, <laughs> I just changed my hoodie. That's all that happened. I just, oh man, ah, that's ah, no, nah, man. We've been in the studio making content all day. So, bro, it's been with, especially with Barracks Cut Day, bro. Like, it's over the last, like, of the last 24 hours, I'm sure I've dropped a total of like 12 episodes across all brands. I'm not going to lie to you. That is the one thing about just doing all long format shows. Now that I'm doing like the Breeze Daily Show, uh, tune in that Monday through Friday, usually by six o'clock. Uh, and then Locked On Bulls and the Chicago Bears podcast. Like, at least, like, it's just I'm getting everything out the way at once. What a, Everything that happened today, we're talking about it on one show, and then I just clip it up and drop it in, in separate episodes. But it makes it a little bit easier. I mean, listen. Unless it's breaking news. Now. Like, all the breaking news stuff, we got to, you know. Bro, you break, that's what I'm saying. Like, the breaking news stuff kills me. Um, it's just it, you know, it is what it is, man. It's we, we got into this, we love it, man, and killing it over there. Uh, but especially with bear bear season is just different. And bulls starting up soon. We'll be in training camp in about a month. We're gonna but be we, dead. We're gonna come oh, on yeah, this show bro. and just be like, Welcome in the lockdown bulls. Especially like can you can they you imagine again. that uh <laughs> that that stretch that we have? I think it was it's like four or five West Coast games in a row where me and you're gonna literally be up to like 1 30 hey. in the morning. 2.30 in the morning. Like, right here, I'm going to tell you this right now. That's why I'm so glad that I'm doing full-time content creation. There's no better moment than being up for a West Coast game and being tired and being like, I don't have to get out of my bed till I feel like it. <laughs> I still wake up at 7 o'clock and record a video, but I do that by choice. Yeah. Not out of necessity. But yeah, so it's just we just, just got to the go point through. where we just be talking on this podcast. That's how, bro, that's how I mean, we listen, turn like season, bro. It is what it is. All I can say is, hey, this is this is what it is. They like, I'm not getting oh, this content nowhere else, bro. It we're, we're really hearing the plight of two full time creators. Yeah, take it. And I, it is what it is. Um, speaking of, like, did Whoa, you see the bro. comment from Charleston White? <laughs> <laughs> did Charleston White leave us a comment? No, I mean no. The, the, the video he posted on Twitter on X today. No, I was well, still oh. Twitter to me. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh, what's what's going on with Charleston <laughs> White, bro? Bro, dude out here tripping, bro. He literally came out there and said, "So yeah, I took some, and what I got away with it." And we'll we'll, we'll have to talk about that off air, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, bro. Hold on, now you're going a little too in depth. Now that <laughs> we relaxed, we not that relaxed, like. 
Tell Britney Renner. Tell Britney Renner. Stop uh, throwing that thing on random podcasts. Well, and then it, that, for that to be the video that comes later in the same day after that, it's wild, bro. We'll talk about that off air. We're going <sighs> to talk about the Chicago Bulls, though. We'll get to that at some point in this in this show. Um, improvements that we want to see from each player, bro. Like, how, like when you look at the players up and down this roster, what are some of the the key improvements that you want to see from some of the the biggest members of this roster? A left hand for Zach Levine would be great. You I don't don't think, think Zach, Zach actually. Left hand? I, not, he, it's it's a Jalen Brown left hand. It's not. No, nah, it's a Jalen Brown left hand. It's a Jalen. <laughs> I think, think Jalen Brown's a little bit worse. I think Zach Jaylen can Brown go might left. be worse, but Zach it's, ain't it's that, that much better. You see, here it is. Anything after four minutes left in the third quarter, Zach Levine forgets. That's where, it, like, at that point, it's just I don't know what it is. It's something about that time period where his brain. It maybe maybe he's left brain. Maybe yeah. it just at that point, it's just like, hey, anything on the left, we can't do. Yeah, for Zach Levine, for me, I think it's just here's the thing, right? As much as I love Zach, as much as I love the player he is, I need him to prove to to come out this season and prove that in those big moments he can get the job done. Uh, I think that he's a player that can lead you there. I think that he can be a part of a coalition to get you there. But if Demar Derozan isn't there, if Nikola Vucevic isn't there, I need. Zach Levine to still be there. I need him to be that guy. And so for me, right, I think there were times last season, when, you know, we're coming down last minute and Zach Levine was missing shots. Zach Levine wasn't making the right plays, turning the ball over at the end of the game. Like you said, those moments, that guy, that honestly, like that is really what I mean by a left hand. Like you just got to improve on that. Like to me, the end of game execution is the biggest thing for him. Yeah, for sure. I, I, that, and then I just want to see, I want one of the improvements I want to see from Zach is getting to the rim a little bit more and and getting contact right and getting to the free throw line. But then at the same time, I'm kind of worried about putting that on my improvements list for him because if he doesn't get the calls, he lets the ref take him completely mentally out the game. Yeah. So, no, hundred percent. I mean, like that's that's a tough one. Like, I I would I would love to see him. Here's the thing. If he can, that's probably the number one thing he needs to improve, the mental side. Because mm-hmm. remember last year when he just stopped caring about the refs calling the ball or calling yeah. fouls for him? And, like, mm-hmm. people were bouncing off of him. Like, I don't think I knew he was that strong until he started running into people and they would just fall out the way and he would make the layup. So I, that that's the number one thing for me, the mental side on Zach Levine. Uh, DeMar DeRozan for me, uh, 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 uh Another mental piece, um, mm-hmm. wanting to play defense. Give me two quarters. I don't care which Dude. two you pick. Which two? Just pick two quarters? Just pick two quarters. It could be two and four. It could be one four. and three. It yeah. can be three and four. Whichever two quarters you want. I just want, because here's the thing. Remember last season when all of a sudden DeMar wanted to play defense? He's leaving games with two blocks, a steal. He's had deflections left and right here. He's finding guys over down the floor. Like, I, I just I just need a want to on the defensive end. If he does that, he's the perfect player. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I with the, DeMar, here's the thing is that I agree, like, DeMar going after defense a little, defensively locking in a little bit more. But even outside of that, I and I know this is this is – kind of what everybody says. I just want to see DeMar. DeMar, take one and a half more threes per game. That's it. One and a half more threes per game. I don't know if I want to see that. 
I, and I would typically agree with you. But when DeMar DeRozan started taking hold, I had the stats up, and then I started looking at something else because you mentioned something else in my brain. You, you, Listen, you went too deep. You went too deep. You can't I, be giving the secrets away. <laughs> when DeMar took more threes in, in both March and April, he in March he hit him at a 41% clip, bro. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that I expect that to be maintained, but, like, just that – Taking that, just one and a half more threes per game for DeMar DeRozan, that that makes you more of a threat. It makes teams realize that they have to step out to you out there. There are a lot of times you can see it on defense where especially if DeMar catches it on, on like, a, a, a pick or something like that, like, they the, the, the team doesn't even rotate out. They pack it in waiting for him to drive and get to his spot. Yeah. Just take that three. Take a couple of those a game. It'll open up the floor to you. I just – I wonder if he just got hot, though, because – I mean, yeah, that's a possibility. DeMar, like – well, I guess not really. I'm sitting here looking at the game by games right now. I mean, a lot of games with one three, and every game he takes four, he's knocking down two of them. So for <laughs> post All Star break last season, again after Pat Bev, which definitely helps with that. Demar went from pre All Star break taking one point six a game to post All Star break taking two point. He hit that at a 33% clip versus 31 before the All-Star break. And keep in mind, he was taking almost two shots less per game, but he took it, but he turned that into taking a, a basically an extra uh three per game. Like I think that definitely helps the team. So I'm gonna regret giving you this site, ain't I? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, but absolutely. honestly, at the end of the day, right? Like it you're not wrong. I'm sitting here looking at it legitimately. Every time DeMar takes more than three three-pointers a game, he's knocking down two of them. I'm literally going through the list right now. I mean, two for four, two for four, four for six, two for three. You know, there's a couple of games in there where he took four. He misses all of them. But, like, for the most part, the numbers wouldn't lie in that. And most of the games, right, where he's shooting 30% stuff like that, it's 0 for 1. Yeah. 0 for yeah. 2, you know what I mean? Not taking it. So I can't. It doesn't feel good to say, but I, I guess I get you. I I, I do want to pull up the one part that I can't pull up right now because you got to go down the rabbit hole to get to it. But I do want to know kind of where he shot percentage wise from each spot on the three, kind of like mm. how Lonzo's was broke down, because yeah. that would tell you kind of there too uh, where he would be best at. But uh, we got a lot of players to get to, and we got uh, one more segment to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah there going. you go. Yeah, we we have not made it very far talking about Charleston White and things like that. But uh, I, I don't so think this- I brought that one up. I'm putting that on you, bro. I'm putting it up on you. White, Pat, it all goes hand in hand. Uh, with that said, next up, we're going to continue our conversation. We're talking about improvements we'd like to see from the players. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Uh, get ready for the NFL season with incredible ooh, with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And we still have yet to get... Um, an ad read as good as having Glizzy Gladiators in it, bro. Like, it's still there it's was still, no need for it. Hey, bro, that was an all time great moment in podcasting, bro. There like, was no was, need for it, bro. Uh, <laughs> Glizzy Gladiators, a wild time for us all. <laughs> but with that said, let's stay on track. We've already, you know, talked a lot about other things in that first segment. Uh, what, what other promos do you want to see from like a player? Like, I'm sure everybody's going to talk about like P Will. 
What do you want to see from P. Will improve on this season? I mean, I think that's the easy one. Like, just to me, figure out where the heck you fit on the offensive side of the basketball. Figure yeah. out what you want to do on the offensive side of the basketball. Like, figure out what your is it going to be that floater? Is it like whatever it is? You got to figure that out because realistically, that's you not knowing where to be on the offensive side of the ball causes other people to be trying to make up for you not right. Like you not being the player that they're looking for you to be like, he just, he, he looks lost out there too often every now and then he gets on a hot streak where he's able to go out there and knock down shots. I love it, but it's just, it's too many times, it's too many times, man, where we're sitting here talking about Patrick Williams and we're talking about him as why wasn't he able to get 15 points versus a six, five, you know, shooting guard that's struggling to defend anybody except Patrick Williams. Yeah. So I don't know. That yeah. that would be mine. I mean, I think Patrick Williams also should be using it as motivation that there was recently a list that came out. I can't remember if it was Bleach Report, what what outlet did it uh, on uh, the be- top 20 wings under 25 or something like that. And Patrick Williams was on it. Now he is a power forward. So that may be by nature's last two seasons play solely power forward. So that may be why they left him off that list. But, hey, like, Patrick Williams needs to find the motivation for himself, unlock the mental part of the game. And I really think that that's it with P. Will. I think once P. Will de- ter- turns or develops that killer mindset and not necessarily coming in and just taking over games or anything, but just yeah. being like, hey, you can't stop me. You can't stop me from defending you. You can't stop me from getting this rebound. You can't stop me from blocking a shot. Whatever it is, we're going to see a completely different P. Will at that point. And it doesn't even, like, here's the thing, right? Like, Give me base. You can't give me baseline fifteen points a game at your size in a scoring NBA. You can't I, give I, me. 15- I give him a little bit more of a pass on the scoring because of the nature of this team. But I, I get. I can understand where you're coming from. I mean, dog, fifteen points a game is what? Are we talking about like four points a quarter with one quarter with five? True, but like that a- also would mean that at least a couple of times the coach would have to call plays for you, and Billy Donovan be looking like, hey. Hey, no, bro, I don't feel like if, if if you can't find two layups a quarter, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, dog. Like it's four points a quarter. <laughs> yeah, but how are you gonna lay it up if the coach doesn't get you the ball, bro? Go like I mean, I get rebound, the pass and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but it, that still ain't gonna equate to necessarily. Like I said, I, I'm I, I don't want to get into debate about it because I mean, you you have your right to have it. I just I personally don't hold the scoring aspect against P. Will because I think he can affect the games in other places. I just want to see him pick it, whether it's scoring or anything else. Pick how you're gonna impact the game that night and do it the yeah. same the night after night. That's all I want to see from. Him. At a minimum, turn back into the defender you were. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what happened last understand. year. Uh, does Alex Caruso really have anything to prove? No, I think Alex Caruso is who he is, and he's great at what he does. Oh, yeah, stay healthy, drink some ginseng. I don't I know what you got to do. Less. I feel like he did, I feel like he missed, but I feel like he played through a lot of injuries. How many games for AC last year? I think he played, was it over 60 games for AC? I think last he played year? over 60 games. I don't know if we could say that he was he was unhealthy last Listen, season. Alex Caruso missed the last missed year, 67 games. 60, ah. I'm not going to I'm not going to kill him for healthy 67 season. games. Yeah, I'm not going to kill him for that's 67. Pretty healthy games. season. We've said uh, we talked about it before. Anything between 16 and 65 65 games. That's like, that's pretty healthy that's a full in this season in the modern NBA. Yeah. So. Um but yeah, I just like I, I don't I don't think AC really has too much to prove. Kobe White uh consistency. Yes, very much so. Consistency. I I love the score that you can be. I need to see you be that every night. I do like it. Listen, he fixed he he fixed what we asked P. Will to fix. Kobe White found a way to impact the game every night. 
There was very few times last season. And listen, there's going to be some games where nobody makes an impact, right? Like that's just the nature of basketball. There's going to be some games where you're just terrible. But for the most part last season, Kobe White found a way to impact the game, whether it be on the defensive side, whether it be stealing the basketball, whether it be facilitating. Um, I think that 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 scoring aspect of it just it was up and down, right? Yeah. End of the season was great. Beginning of the season was was very lackluster. Well, kind of middle. Beginning was great. Middle got very lackluster. And then like the end, he started to bring it back a little bit. But you know, he was a guy we needed. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm Andre right Drummond, now. stop. Like, I I don't even know what to say with Andre. Stop Euro stepping. <laughs> Stop thinking, steps. stop thinking you're Nate Robinson, bro. You're not a 5'9 guard, bro. Just go out there and dominate, bro. Hey, every third athlete. game, though, he finger rolled, and you just be like, what the? Wow. <laughs> you'd be like, did he just Dr. J finger roll from the free throw line, and it went in nothing but net? Oh, my God. Oh, Andre it, it, Drummond treats basketball shots like we treat golf shots, right? Like, it's that one shot where you hit the drive perfect, you get that pink, and that much yeah. just go flying out, land like, a hundred yards out from the green and you hit the perfect shot or perfect shot from the fairway. It lands right on the green. Then all of a sudden you're like, I'm tiger woods. I figured it out. Then you missed the putt seven feet to the other side, but that, that golf shot will keep you coming back. That drive Absolutely. will keep you coming back. Uh, I owe the sumo. What you got for him? man. Um, here's what I'll say. Get back to the, to hitting three pointers at a better clip. Like you did in your rookie year and get back to being the Nigerian nightmare on the defensive side of the ball. That's all I want to say. That you know, we were giving him. I, I gave him that. I, I, you know, every time I say it, you're like, wait, isn't there a what is it a boxer? Somebody call it? Yes, he's the Nigerian nightmare for me. That's what I'm gonna call. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got against Nigerians there, Pat? Uh, I mean, I don't have nothing against Nigerian. I it's the nightmare part that's throwing me off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, he's been a nightmare pretty much. Oh he's god, weird, right? oh, because god. he's weird because if you look at Io DeSumo's two seasons, nothing changed numbers wise. Yeah, the three point shooting numbers changed. That's the biggest change there. The, that's even, the biggest one. Yeah, he did fall off massively on a three point shot, right? So he was th- shooting what, 37% his rookie year, basically? Yeah, something like that. And then like, like last year, more like as well. So, uh, yeah, 37%. No, same exact number 2.4 three pointers per game, 37% rookie year, 31% his, his yeah, second that's, year. So that's you got to look at. Had he kept the same three-point shooting percentage since he kept the same number of shots, I would assume he probably would have averaged 10, 11 points per game last probably. season. Probably. So Probably, yeah. I, Yeah, that's probably – I'd give you that. I'd give you that. Improve on the three-point shooting. Uh, did we get everybody? Is that everybody pretty Daily, much? get on the court. <laughs> Marco. Oh, wait. He's not here anymore. We're good. <laughs> he just got dunked on. But, uh, all right, we also got to talk about Billy Donovan. What's an improvement you would like ooh. to see from Billy Donovan? Um – I don't even want to give one because it doesn't matter. Billy Donovan's been... You want to know what I did the other day? This is about to have nothing to do... It it does have something to do with what we talk about. I went and uh, looked at... Because we were trying to figure out topics. So I was looking at like videos that I had done and seeing if they applied to today. And one of my top videos was why the Chicago Bulls shouldn't hire Billy Donovan. And I swear to God, I'm still saying the same things. (laughs) Like, I'm still all the reasons that I didn't want the Bulls to hire him in the beginning. And then when he got here, literally, I did a video on, like, the Bulls are improving for sure. And then at the end of the video, it's like, but Billy Donovan is still doing these same things. His in-game adjustments just, uh, like, 
I don't I don't know what Pat Bev brought out of him that made him believe that he was just killing the in-game adjustments or maybe Pat Bev was just being nice. Mm-hmm. But I, you you took out Andre Drummond and Kobe White when they were the two best players you had on the floor. Bro, bro. That's <laughs> I, every time somebody put, quote quotes uh, post that thing where it's like what was like two minutes left and the yeah, Bulls were yeah. up by one point. Like I literally go into almost just wanting to yell for no reason. Like that's how that's how frustrating that time. You want to know what Billy bro. Donovan can improve on, and it's not going to happen this season. Billy Donovan to me needs a staff around him that can make up for his deficiencies. I do He's think Billy coach. Donovan is a good head coach, but I think Doc Rivers is a good head coach. He's just not as good without Tom Thibodeau drawing up the defense for him. That's a fact. Like That's nobody fact. thinks of NBA coaches in like the offensive defensive coordinator. Because not a lot of not a lot of coaches run it that way, but some yeah. some do benefit from that for sure. And uh Billy Donovan could be one that I think definitely does that as well. Um, that that he could benefit from it. And so I just want to see Billy Donovan have better player player utilization. Like, and that goes yeah. to the point of the Miami game. Like, just use your players better. Like, we have a great catch and shoot player in Zach Levine, who we barely run any catch and shoot opportunities for. We have Nikola Vucevic who can outright you look at Vooch and, and FIBA. You know the difference between FIBA and and Orlando Magic Vooch and Chicago Bulls Vooch is Vooch was able to do the things that came to him naturally consistently he's, he's also to, the number one option on both of those that's teams, true so. that's true that's true as well but the thing is though is that for his numbers it's not that far off from him being the number one no. option the only thing is too is that we we run a lot of things for him that are outside of the places that he likes to get the ball mainly because that's the same places that demar Derozan likes to get the ball so no. i just i just want better player utilization draw up some better late game but i mean that's still on the players too because we need it as a team can we inbound the ball hey the, i ain't gonna i was gonna say i was like listen i can't kill billy donovan for his inbound plays last year and praise him for how well they all were the year before that because i don't think he forgot to draw them up Alice Caruso threw it off of somebody back. Like, DeMar threw it off of somebody back. Like, bro, we didn't have nobody that knew how to throw in an inbound pass in the clutch. Bro, it's so frustrating, bro. Like, I, Which is like, tough, right? Here's the tough part, now that I'm thinking about this. If I'm not mistaken, I think Vooch threw all of the plays that were successful in. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise but me. But you need your big man on the floor to get to the board. Unless it's a last-second situation and you got one of the best rebounders in NBA history sitting on your bench. And we're back to using players better, although he might Eurostep trying to catch it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. But uh, nothing, nothing to nobody one. else. I mean, Torrey Craig and Javon Carter, I don't know what they're going to do. I just need them to come in and be them. That's it. Uh, I just need them to come in and be them. Terry Taylor. Um, come in and be – honestly, though, the role players, I just need them to do what they do best. Terry Taylor, when you're in the game – Rebound everything. I need you to get it. I need you to go after every rebound. Dale and Terry. Get on the damn court. <laughs> get minutes. Get minutes. I think Julian Phillips has what Julian Phillips got to prove that he can shoot the three ball. True, but he has to also get on the court for that. And is Billy Donovan going to play him as rookie? <sighs> Hasn't played a rookie since uh, Patrick Williams? No, I would assume. No, that's true. That was out of necessity, but yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you always say that, but I was getting minutes before Zoe went down. He was getting minutes his to start minutes the got season. Cut down though, bro. You say that every time we've gone over this like four times. His minutes never got cut, bro. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the site now. <laughs> now, now I can see it. <laughs> his minutes never got cut. 
I can't go back a year. Oh, yes, I can. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I love it. when Pat, me and Pat both, when we're trying to prove a point, Lord knows we would go to no bounds. We'd be no bounds. No, he was dead by then. Zoe was dead. He yeah, like I mean, four, so he had like it, three, four games where it got cut. That was it. Like yeah. He had like two games in a Actually, I think that's what happened. That's why it sticks out in my mind. He got, he he was getting like, it was three games in a row where he got like nine minutes, five minutes, and then Zoe got hurt again. So all these minutes <laughs> right back. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Now, uh, we want to remind you guys that Locked on Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Pat, you got one last topic. This is you brought up and what you present this one, man, about good old Jerry. Hey, listen, um, there comes a time where everybody gets too old. Jerry may have been there for a while now, but my question is, has Jerry Reinsdorf, and I want to give credit to this. I was listening to Waddle and Sylvie today uh, do crosstalk, and Sylvie brought this up talking about he saw this on Twitter, I believe. But has Jerry Reinsdorf become Bill Wirtz? If you guys remember Bill Wirtz, right? Bill Wirtz had a decent, right, when he first bought the Blackhawks. Blackhawks were okay. Uh, they started making some conference finals and stuff like that in the 90s. Um, but... You know, never like I, I can't even you can't even say that he's Bill Wurz to the point where like this guy was winning Stanley Cups because we never won a Stanley Cup. But I mean, right. You get to the conference finals, you get to the semifinals, you lost in the Stanley Cup finals in 91. You didn't make it that season, but you do, you lose to the Stanley Cup finals. But there's winning there. Right. There's that there's that process of winning. And then come the 2000s realistically end of the 90s but i'll give him the 2000s as the worst right 29 and 40 you had a pop up year 41 27 you lost in the quarterfinals 30 and 33 20 and 43 26 and 43 31 and 42 40 and 34 07 08 with dennis savard but bill Wirtz ends up passing away 07 right and i think that when you think back to bill Wirtz. There was just, I was successful enough in the 90s to do things the way I want to do them in the 2000s, no matter how the world is changing, no matter how players are changing, no matter how the team is changing. And I really think that that's what we've got with Jerry Reinsdorf. The 90s was a great success, much more successful than the Blackhawks. Champ six championships, you can't scoff at it. The early 2000s, I actually think they built a decent team, but then it just started becoming, I got to hire my guys. I got to hire within. I've got to hire my buddies, and the Bulls have those same similar pop-up seasons. We got one what, what one playoff berth with the Baby Bulls, basically? Two? Maybe two? Yeah, that Baby Bulls team made the playoffs consistently, didn't they? I think we made the playoffs like four years in a row before Derrick Rose got there. Before Derek got there, I know. Well, yeah. we could it could, we couldn't have made the playoffs the year that he got. Yeah, but I mean, well, yeah, that was the that was the down year. But like, if I remember correctly, that team made at least three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but even so, right? Like pop up years where okay, we got some talent here. We make a first round, we get beat. We make, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so I just think that he's so stuck and stubborn in the way that he's had to do things. And we've seen a little bit of change with the Bulls because Michael has changed over and he's brought a little bit of maybe an initial thing. But even with that, right, like 
it still seems like there's the same limitations that were being placed over on the South side with the White Sox, right? Where Rick Hahn said, I tried to quit. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like John Paxson, basically? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, we, made, uh, we made the the playoffs uh, 05, 06, and 07 before we missed it in 08 to get there. Right. Right. We lost, but but right before that, 13 and 37, 17 and 65, 15 and 67, 21 and 61, 30 and 52. Right. You get the baby bulls in there and they're competitive, right? That's like the yeah. early, that's that's like his 90s, basically. You had yeah. his 90s where we're competitive, we can get back in. You lose, then all of a sudden Derrick Rose comes in. Now you got your pop-up teams again. Oh, we're losing in the first round again. We got to the conference finals, then we're losing in the first round again. The semis, right? We also right? lost like, the ACL in that too. We lost that. <laughs> I just, we want to be correct for his. We also uh, lost. You just, just want to put that again. on the record. We also lost that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But right, like I just, I, I just feel. And then after that, you talk about forty twos, forty one win seasons. Couple, we had four years of basically thirty wins. We got forty six, and we right back to forty last season. Yeah. It just it seems too similar, and it's it's not to say right like the whole sell the team thing. Jerry's never going to sell the team, so you're going to have to deal with them. But it just seems like we're finally to a point where ownership is too stubborn and stuck in its ways, in his ways, to get out of the way. The fact that we can't go into the luxury tax unless we're within the four to six range, and I still don't believe that per se. The fact that. Um, you know, that there's players that literally make sense for this team that sometimes AK doesn't go after. I don't know if that's on AK or if that's on uh, 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 Jerry, but I'm sure that the, I, I can't sit here and tell you that the Bulls have all these different limitations that the White Sox don't have mm -hmm. or that the White Sox have, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't buy it. It's the same dude. The team's too similar. No, I agree with, with everything that you said there. It's 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 a weird place, man, to be in with this team as it always is. And I think that it just comes down to I, I love the comparison. I love what you're saying with Jerry. And that, that is why at some point everybody just gets to an age and, and point where they just they 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 can't do the job anymore. The, and I don't know if Jerry's ever willing to admit that, bro. And that that's that's a scary place to be in, honestly, as a fan of a team that you have an owner that literally is always going to be around. He's always going to be around. That's the problem. That's the problem, right? That was Bill Wirt's problem. That's that's Jerry's problem. What do you go make money? That's all I need you to do. You should be able to hire people to do their job and you go make money. You shouldn't have these people in jobs for their lives. Like it shouldn't be fat. Kenny Williams is there 25 years, 20, 23 years, something like that. Damn, really? Kenny Williams was there. I, I gotta look this up. Kenny Williams been there, I think, my whole life. Nah, he probably been because he was still playing. He played baseball for a little while. Um, but I mean, like, dog, he's he's been with the White Sox longer than Pac's been with the Bulls. You're, you may hit the nail on the head with this with this comparison, bro. To 2023. That's crazy. He's been there since 2000. We've won three playoff games. He's been there since 2000. Get out yeah, of the way. Tough. Let the right people be in place and make your money. 
But it's like you said, right? Like he's too hands on with it, and he know it, it's like, what did he say? You, you it, it's not a good business decision to go out there and try to, you know, put all your money in to win, win, uh, win for a winning team one year for a win now. It's not a good business decision. Uh, winning championships ain't a good business decision. So you, you uh, bro. That, I mean, realistically, it's not because, like, it it is because you're going to sell a bunch in merch. Yeah. But, like, the Warriors is paying some some taxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I, bro, I mean, hey, the thing with Jerry is the this is Jerry's mindset, and that's why I even said, like, I know that AK came out, and I'm not saying that AK's a liar. I think that AK was told that. You're between four and six. But I think that once he gets between four and six, Jerry's going to be like, yeah, but we're really barely six. Like, really barely six. But are we really four? Like, I, I just, I do not trust Jerry Reinsdorf at all to save my life. And here's the wild part. It's literally, right, it's four and six. So in his yeah. mind, if you three, perfect. Yeah. If you're two, perfect. I'm not adding to this team. You got enough. <laughs> and you want to know sell, why? Do we sell out? Yes. Okay, we're good. Don't even hey, worry about it. How many times do we add to Derrick Rose? What do you mean? Like, if we were second in the division or third in the division, uh-huh. how many times do we add? I mean, we they added something every year. It wasn't like a big superstar. No, no. but end of the year, right? Oh, but, like, yeah. we knew every year going yeah. in, we need a shooting guard that can shoot three-pointers. But they did get him for him. Marco Bellinelli did come here. But, unfortunately, well, the, Derek was I, still hurt, and they said, oh, peace, true. Marco. Yeah, so, that's true. But again, just, no, but that's an end-of-season move. We went into every playoff series like, hey, man, like we went into every trade deadline going, hey, y'all y'all going to get anybody that can shoot? <laughs> y'all not going to try to get nobody that can shoot? Yeah, we, believe, we, we believe in the guys we have. CJ. CJ Watson? <laughs> bro, CJ Watson, bro. We believe in CJ Watson? That's, I like him as a backup time. point, but not that. What are we doing? That was a time, bro. The CJ Watson time was, that was a time. I feel like the Bulls, like the Bulls answered everything was just, what's Chris Duhon doing this weekend? <laughs> we brought back Kirk. <laughs> Kirk actually worked out. Kirk turned really himself did. into a whole three-point shooter. Bro, I give Kirk, him that. I always have so much respect for Kurt Heinrich because he literally changed into a different player to be able to play with Derrick Rose. <laughs> yep. He changed into a completely different player. Now, the problem was you had a 6'3 point guard trying to sit there and guard Dwayne Wade on the other yeah. side. Which he did a pretty a pretty solid yeah, job. He wasted it. Until Dwayne Wade realized one day, like, wait a second. You're 6' what? <laughs> I might I might have been generous with 6'3. I don't know how tall Kirk was. I think he's listed as 6'3, but, you know. I don't know about that. They, They've been faking Bulls players' heights for decades. Hey, you want to know some of the greatest pitchers of all time? And then we got to get out of here. Some of the greatest pitchers of all time is rookie year Kirk and those gigantically baggy jerseys that for some reason the NBA was rocking. Like when the shorts went down and your ankles, they was pants that you was wearing, basically. And it's just this little white dude. <laughs> gotta love it, bro. Gotta love it. Hey, That's man, crazy. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love, man. And just remember, the Bulls are the Blackhawks. Pat, take it deep with that one, man. That's crazy. <laughs> the accuracy. Want to thank you guys, man. You can follow me at CEO Hayes and CEO H A I Z E, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to Trey Young coming through the podcast. Oh, uh, but thank you guys, man, for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every single day. For Pat, the designer, I'm Hayes. It's been Locked On Bulls. We out here, man. Peace, y'all. Peace. Oh God. I wonder if they ever gonna let us do like a real radio type show or TV show. <laughs> Just that. Uh, the answer yeah. to that, my friend, is no. <laughs> Both of us live. I guess it's some serious XM or something like that, maybe. So Charleston White. <laughs>